Hey, party people, before we jump into this week's episode of the podcast, I wanted to let you know that my book, Just Ideas, will no longer just be an offering in paperback on barnesandnoble.com. That's right. On June 5th, I will be debuting the Just Ideas audiobook. You'll be able to find that online June 5th. Hello, party people! This is the Just Ideas Podcast. My name's Andy. I'm with Andy. And these are Just Ideas. In today's episode, we tell you why Texas is not even the fourth coolest state. We want to take a quick second and shout out Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble is America's largest retail bookstore, selling everything from books and comics to gifts, games, and toys. Barnes & Noble has always been one of my absolute favorite places to go. I remember growing up, I'd run in that store and pick up the latest copy of Percy Jackson or the Hunger Games series. And even now, it's one of my favorite places. In fact, Barnes & Noble was my publisher for my brand new book, Just Ideas, that came out at the end of 2021. So this company, this brand, Barnes & Noble, has always had a special place in my heart, and I encourage you to check them out online or in stores near you. One day, McIntyre Jr. comes home to visit around the holidays from college, and he goes up to his dad, McIntyre, and he says, Dad, I've been looking at jobs, trying to move on from college, and I think I'm only going to apply to jobs in Texas. Seems like a neat place. What do you think? And McIntyre goes, great idea. Dallas is the new Manhattan. What do you think? Not so fast, my friend. (laughs) I don't think... Now, I'm not going to be completely negative on Texas. Okay. But I want to just... You know, our job is to point out things that are true yes. that not everybody sees. And it turns out to be uh, incredibly right. irritating for people. So the first thing I would say is the state of Texas is essentially one big giant Bucky's. <laughs> and that, We're back to Bucky's? And that's why Bucky's is so popular in Texas, right? And what it is, is it's just humanity gone wild. Okay, yeah, we've talked about beaver nuggets and all that, and that's pretty audacious, but what are you saying Well, I think it's good if humans have some self-restraint, because if, I don't think it's healthy for us just to do everything we want to do when we want to do it, and eat everything we want to eat when we want to do it, and have life be simple. Now, it's a human (laughs) urge to do so. Sure. But we try to fight that urge. And in Texas, to a great extent, they don't. No, they just give in. (laughs) Right. So I was driving around Texas over the first half of spring break. Oh, really? And there's three things Texas will never run out of. Okay, let's hear it. Wind, (laughs) dirt, and Texans. (laughs) My God, is that place crowded. (laughs) Yeah. So I was, you know, driving on on a you know six lane highway Sunday afternoon. It's turned into LA. Right? You come to a dead stop simply because there's too many cars. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been through there. I hate driving in Dallas, and that's one of the reasons why. So I lived in Texas. I lived in Richardson and from 1972 to 1975. Wow, three years, okay. And um, it was uh, eighth grade through the end of 10th grade. And I, I, in our pre-production meeting, yeah. <laughs> I checked there were about 11 million Texans in 1972. Seems like a lot. And now there's 30 million Texans. Tripled. So, so essentially, you know, two-thirds of Texans aren't really Texans. No. Well, I mean, it's a, and it was a long time ago. 
right? Sure. 72 was a long time ago, but it, it, that's amazing. It is. I mean, less people are having kids now than then. So to your point, you know, probably is a lot of people coming from out of state instead of, you know, just breeding more Texans. But they, Well, but I mean, you know, if, if people moved to Texas in 72 and oh. then had kids, those kids are Texans. Okay, fair, right? enough, so, fair enough. So there's, in any event, um, I like to talk about this. What are the coolest states? Yes, I got a few. Go ahead. Well, California's interesting. Colorado I like. New York's got some intrigue. Okay, stop right there. All right. Those are the top three coolest states. I got them. I would say it's uh, Colorado first. Great state. Because everybody... Well, it doesn't really matter if it's a great state. It matters if it's cool. (laughs) It's cool. Because lots of celebrities are cool, but they're not great. Right? So it's what's cool. So um, kids in school all have like a Colorado water bottle. Mm-hmm. Just because they went to Colorado and thought it would be cool to have the Colorado flag water bottle. Right? Oh yeah, they bring it to Stillwater. <laughs> so they wear kids wear Colorado hats and shirts and stuff. They wear California, right? The bear yeah. thing, right? A lot of people wear the bear thing and New York shirts. Yeah. Right. And 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 my question is, what's the fourth coolest state? Well, Texas people are saying, hey, if we can't be first, second, or third, we want to take fourth. And every Texan would tell you they're the fourth coolest state. Here's the problem. Oh, no, a problem. Tell me this isn't true. Every single person, every single person wearing a Texas shirt is from Texas. (laughs) So nobody goes to Texas on vacation and thinks it would be cool to be wearing a Texas shirt. Yeah, no people in Connecticut wearing Texas. Nobody anywhere. Wear a Texas right. shirt, except from Texas, sure. which means it doesn't count, <laughs> right? Sadly. So the thing about the dirt and the wind is people weren't made to live there. Oh, it's... right. So when people first came to America, they all went and lived where you should live. Yeah, yeah. And now they're moving where the air conditioning is. <laughs> true, true. But people would just say that's technology, right? Like now we can live anywhere, even if it's yeah. dirt and wind. And... Right. So you can build. But, but, I mean, of all the places, good grief. <laughs> good grief. You, I mean, you look around, people shouldn't be there. No, for, I mean... For most of it. I mean, hey, I'm from Oklahoma, born and raised Tulsa, Oklahoma State. Now I live in Oklahoma City. So I've always been on this train, too, of Texas people, Texas land, big, it's a bit ridiculous. So, in this instance, you're preaching to the choir, but I know we got a lot of people from Texas that love to listen to our show. So, now, I haven't really said anything bad about it yet. No, but it just feels like you're going to get there. It does feel. See, like and the problem is, as you know, <laughs> yeah. one of the tenets of our podcast a tenet. is feelings are for poor people. <laughs> and the problem is life is a battle between your emotions yes. and your brain. So true. And I always am trying to get my boys to operate on the brain and not the emotion, which is hard because when they're operating on emotions... I want to operate on emotions, so I want to yell at them when they're being emotional, but to teach them, I have to try to get my rational part of my brain to calm down my emotions so I can be a better dad. When that, you know, in any instance, any context, can be a Herculean effort. It is, right? But so the thing is, people hear that I've said negative things about Texas, right? But it's a feeling. Yeah. I haven't actually said it. Wow, that principle is something I'm going to be thinking of whenever I hear anything. They start to get riled up about something, I'll step back next time and think, wait, what have they actually said instead of what am I feeling right now? That's a hard practice, but I like it. And it's a big part of communicating at work is it doesn't matter what you say, but it matters how you make people feel. Hmm. So when you're writing an email, you try to think to yourself, how will this email make them feel? 
instead of just saying what you say. That's tricky. I'm at work right. now. I got to start thinking about that. Yeah. So you, you know, and one of the things I advocate is once you write an email before you hit send, you ask yourself, do I need something friendly? Mm. Right? Am I? Does it sound like I'm? I had to send someone an email, and I was, uh, I had to, I was asking her for something. Yeah. And it kind of got pawned around, and nobody answered me. So I felt like I had to ask. I, I wanted to explain why I was asking her because I didn't want to seem presumptuous in asking her. Sure. Yet, in explaining it, it sort of sounded like I was explaining it's her job. Ah. But I was trying to explain why I was imposing on her. Hmm. So I, I, before I hit send, I'm like, uh-oh. It sounds like I'm telling her it's job. So I reconfigured it with, like, I don't know who I'm supposed to ask, and I'm terribly sorry to bother you. Yeah. But I, I need to know the answer to this, and I don't know who else to ask. Yeah, very kind. Right, and you, and you try to keep everybody on, on your side. So... Um, you know, you can you can say that Texas making, you know, going what I call over the top is actually realizing humans, you know, human desire, right? right. Is to go over the top. Right, it is and very much. Texans probably like New Yorkers, and probably New Yorkers and East Coast people used to be in the old days. They are still they got a high degree of decorum. They're dressing up. Yes. So when you go to, I went to some, was on some date and had to go listen to classical music, and <laughs> the Texans were dressed up for the most part. Yeah, cowboy right? boots and yeah. hats and bolo ties. Yeah, just like Oklahoma, <laughs> except the crowd would have been empty. <laughs> right, right. And there would have been nobody there wearing anything. No. <laughs> but um, in any event, you know, and I think that, and I think that's a huge plus. So I told you we we're going to do a podcast about Texas and plastic hotels. Plastic hotels, and that's the part I'm curious and, and about. And here's what the connection is. So, when I was a kid, it was always, um, you're driving across America in a car that may not make it, <laughs> and there, you know, you're, you get a hotel by, at some point you get tired, you pull into town, you see who has no vacancy sign, you start driving around trying to find a hotel. And, and as a kid, you're always afraid it's going to be gross. Right. <laughs> because you've never had to suffer the mildest bit of incon you know, My, yeah, inconvenience sure. or dirt or scary or whatever. And now, of course, it's all on the apps. But, but my first question is, and you might be too young to know, but where have all the crappy hotels gone? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think. I when's, haven't even filtered out the, you know, whenever I go online, Expedia booking, I put the filters on. I don't even show me the crappy hotels anymore. And I feel like I stay in about three hotels a, a month, three nights a month. Yeah, you travel for work. So about a, a tenth of my life. And I can't remember the last time I was in a hotel that didn't seem new. Wow, that's. I feel like you're being complimentary, but I just don't trust your face right now. So where where are we going with this? I'm nervous. The hotels, hotels are beautiful. Yeah. Even the one hundred dollar a night, you know, homeboy suites or, um, what's the, what's the one Hyatt Place? <laughs> Hyatt Place, yeah, right? yeah. They're all they're new and they're nice. Okay, well I can accept that they are. And I went to one here in Tulsa yesterday. It was a little convention center in Broken Arrow called like Stone something. Gotta be Stone Creek. It was Stone Creek. Right? Yeah, Stone I always Creek, throw Creek at the end it was of something. A mini, you know what they do? What do they do? They name things <laughs> after what they wiped out to create the place. <laughs> Stones and Creeks. Deer Crossing, not anymore. Aww. Right? <laughs> Poor deer. Turtle Creek, turtles are gone. Get out of right? here. Rolling Hills, flattened out. <laughs> right? 
That's sad. Webster's Forest, trees cut down. Like, yep. right? Even Oklahoma, Native Americans, Ooh, they just, yet. whatever you had to take out to build the neighborhood is yeah, what yeah. they name it after. That's funny. I'm thinking also, you know, that's funnier than what I was thinking. What I was thinking is they try and name it like these nice, rich, suburban neighborhoods. And so you feel more at home where it's like, oh, I live in Stone Creek neighborhood. And oh, I stayed at the Stone Creek and Broken Arrow. You just had to, you just name it after what you bulldozed over <laughs> to build it. That's how it I goes. Like so I'm sure there was a creek there. I had to have been. Okay. But so so the punchline is I continue you know, and I'm hard to impress. Of course. But yeah. I keep going to these hotels. I'm like, my goodness, they're all amazing. Pulling it off. And I started thinking how and they throw them up in a week and a half. Oh yeah. And they get thrown <laughs> up everywhere like mushrooms. Yeah. So I've figured out they're made completely out of petroleum, in my view. <laughs> in your view. The entire hotel is a petroleum-based product. <laughs> oh my gosh, because it's all plastic. It is all plastic, but nowadays there's such modern plastics, right? There's, <laughs> there's polymers and resins and carbon-based new materials, <laughs> right? Yeah. So if yeah. you think about it, those tiles, when you walk in there, well, that's probably partially cement and partially resin <laughs> right because they have a plastic hue to them oh yeah like you don't you roll a marble on it it's going to stop way <laughs> before a, a marble rolling on tile or stone gotcha right? it's got whatever you know plastic has the automatic friction there mm -hmm. and then the wall coverings are they almost don't use paint right they always use some kind of and i'm Shellac. sure it's a giant you know, plastic wallboard that comes with the wallpaper already on, but it's not wallpaper. It's um, it's plastic. That's right? all it is. And they make um, so the furniture in the hotel room, mm -hmm. right? A lot of times, just full on plastic. Yeah. I mean, and they're they're expensive plastic. There's interesting plastic. <laughs> I'm not complaining. No, no. It's just interesting that everything is plastic. Yeah. That is plastic. And then they've got these things they can make where you you take, you know, wood shavings probably. Okay. Mix it in with polymers, resins, glue, which probably comes from petroleum, <laughs> and then you you know create a wood based something and put a grain on it. Yeah. But it's probably 20% wood fiber and 80% petroleum derivatives. Derivatives. <laughs> all the energy people, you know, people working in Devon Tower in Oklahoma City there. And yeah. They're, they're all saying, oh my gosh, they're rolling their eyes at us. But derivatives. Well, I mean, I, I think, it, I mean, it's, it, it, here's the connection to Texas. Maybe all this over-the-top stuff. At the end of the day, it's what humans want. So I can have my little podcast where I complain about it all the time. But, you know, what do we have, 600 listeners? So, I mean, the majority of people are like, screw those guys. I want a big plastic hotel and a, That's right. a big ass state with where every, you know, where Bucky's is over the top and I can get every single thing I want. Yeah. I, hey, I hear you. If you're smart, you're going into the spring business. Because when you start a hotel, the mattresses, you know, you're selling to people. You're not starting a hotel. You're selling to people that make the mattresses and the couches. It's all plastic wrapped, essentially. But what's inside, you don't have much cushion. It's just 3,000 springs, and you got to sit on it, and you feel every spring going into your butt, don't you think? I, I That's think what that I I'm, think. So when you go to the, the Hyatt Place, which is one of, one of my, the ones I, I like, yeah, it's like the, the feel of it. Um, I look around the, the hotel, I'm like, there's geniuses involved in this. 
<laughs> Geniuses. I mean, the whole way the thing is 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 laid out. It's, you appear to have a sitting room. You know, the you can see the TV from the sofa. See, I thought that sofa was that fake wood stuff I told you. Twenty yeah. percent wood fiber, sort of creating the back frame of the sofa. Right. And then the cushion doesn't actually have springs because it's not a plush sofa. It's a wooden plastic based sofa that captures three cushions oh. so that so the cushion <laughs> doesn't have springs in it yeah. it's, that's foam which is oil uh, it's got a polyester <laughs> fiber on the outside yeah oil sure right so you're sitting on an oil-based couch <laughs> oil-based couch my yeah, gosh yeah. and you know i i you know i these past three months i've been sitting on the trading floor at the bank there and I sit with all these guys and they show CNBC all day long and, you know, they get riled up about oil and what the liberals and the, you know, conservatives say about oil. But, you know, I'm thinking they're talking about cars, but they're talking about hotel rooms. It'd be interesting. You know, we never do research on our podcast, well, but it no, would be never. interesting <laughs> if someone looked into it, like what percentage of oil is used to sit on because, you know, <laughs> there's never going to be a solar sofa. No. <laughs> That'd be the day, though. That'd be pretty neat. And the, and the, and the funny thing is, the, the 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 electric cars are probably all made out of petroleum, <laughs> right? Because all the carbon fiber, right? That carbon yeah. comes from oil. Oh my gosh! Right? So, um, it's uh, and I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to be an anti-environmentalist. It would be great if uh, you know new materials can be environmentally responsible and can be lighter. Oh, it'd be know. wonderful. And so, I mean, in a way, it was a positive. It was a positive podcast. I don't necessarily think the plastic hotels are bad okay. because they're clean, they're new, they're nice, they're run by people who are grossly underpaid and they still, they're always clean and, and the, the thing just works right. It just works right. I don't, I don't know what know. to say. I, I think if we have longtime listeners, they'll go back through episode one all the way to this one and there'll be a list and on the left, it'll be the things we disparage and the things we praise and the long list of disparagements on the left and we'll have one thing now to add to the things we praise and that's plastic hotels. We praise plastic hotels <laughs> and um, you know, let me get, speaking of fake things and I assume there's no petroleum involved. But um, are you old enough to remember when a strawberry was a strawberry? <laughs> I've always thought strawberries were strawberries. No, these aren't strawberries. These no strawberries. are, um, they mix the genes of the strawberry with a cucumber. Oh, is that so? Yeah, and when you start looking at the top of the strawberry, you're like, my God, that does look like a cucumber. Oh, no. Because when I was a kid, strawberries were about as, the, the size of, you know, smaller than your thumb. Yeah. Big as like the ear index finger, very, very small. And um, tasted like a strawberry. You probably never tasted. I probably one, never. Right? Had. It was like if you could distill that little hint of taste you get from a strawberry down to a very powerful flavor. Yeah. They all tasted like that, but you know they got mushy, and they got rotten fast. So they sure. crossed the genes with a cucumber, and now they're you know as big as a baby's head, and uh, you know you can you can push your hand on it, it doesn't squish. You taste it, there's no taste. But you know everybody gets to eat a strawberry. Yeah. Whereas in the old days they would cost a fortune, and you know they wouldn't last as long. And you know it's the plastic hotels, sort of like a cucumber strawberry. It's um, you know probably at the end of the day people are happy. You get a big giant red thing that is theoretically health healthy for you, and it lasts a long time and doesn't flatten. Well, so now we've got plastic hotels and <laughs> fake fruit. Cucumber strawberries. You know, something, Jay, we're recording this podcast in person. 
Um, we've been doing it Zoom the last year, and I thought it'd be fun to come to Tulsa. And something, something changed in you these, this last year because you know, it seems like a more optimistic feel, a little bit more what positive. What's going on? So you, you got to get it. We're going to lose our 600 listeners. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, gosh, I think that's a perfect place to end it for this one. But for Just Ideas, my name's Andy, and that was Andy. Hey, party people, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Just Ideas podcast. Be sure to follow me, Andy Brophy, on LinkedIn so you can read my bi-weekly newsletter that alternates with our podcast release schedule. That way, every single Thursday, you can have something to read or listen to from Just Ideas. Also, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple and also now on Spotify.